Hello and welcome to the first episode in the Echo Studios podcast series. In this series, we will be talking with many content creators in the world of game development and gaming. Today, we will be joined by Teira Games, a brilliant game development YouTuber with just under 50,000 subscribers. We will also be joined by Bruno, who is the founder of Echo Studios, and Caval, one of our many talented game developers. Alright, shall we uh, move on to the first topic of conversation today? Let's go. Uh, yes. All right. So for people who don't know Taylor, uh, we should give a bit of a background. Uh, he is a game development uh, YouTube channel uh, with 48,000. Wow. Okay. Oh. Uh, that is that is a number <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 48, almost 49. Of... It's, it's pretty good for game dev. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm for sure. <laughs> So the most recent video one that I was doing kind of a, a 2D MMO type thing, mm-hmm. like just <laughs> top-down game. Anyway, um, since that video came out, I was using, you guys ever heard of Photon Networking? Uh, yes, yes. Photon yeah. is fun-ish. Yeah. Not it's really. It's incredibly primo and it works 100%. But <laughs> it's like $90 a month for like 100 people. So... Yeah. It's free for 20, but when you're talking about MMO numbers, I mean, I'm not set out yes. to make an MMO because I think that's defined by the amount of user base, not the actual game itself. Um, but yeah. I've, I, after that video, I got a lot of people saying that, you know, Photon's too expensive if you wanted to get more players. And so I spent the last month basically working on my own server structure, <laughs> which I've never done before, which is why I haven't uploaded because I wanted to make it, you know, properly. That sounds like a that, very good learning experience. I would love to try something yeah. like that at some point in my oh, life. Yeah. I'm just using sockets basically and it's working really well. And then I cheated the database. <clears throat> you guys nice. <laughs> instead of doing like yeah, people use SQL uh sorry, server query. Yeah. In order to do it. And um I've decided to save it, make a database just using XML files, which is <sighs> Oh. It's really, it's so much easier to understand than learning another language. I mean, you're going to have some performance overhead with that one, but... Uh, you think? Yeah. It's reading XML files every time, isn't it? Yeah, but not every time you need it. That's what I'm saying. you got the active users and it just, it would take a lot while to uh, yes. find their files That's and true. then you grab that and then keep it in temporary storage, which would be... Yeah, ooh. fair enough. <laughs> also i'm not expecting millions of people to play this yeah. <laughs> yeah something i've noticed is that when people start up these multiplayer games it really does rely on there being multiplayers. yeah yeah if you don't have a fan base and you start up like if fortnite didn't have i hate to use fortnite as an example but if fortnite didn't have such a quickly growing fan base really when there fun. are sort of games of 100 people no indie game can manage that. Well, the thing about Minecraft and the difference is it doesn't rely on anybody. It's just you That's can true. have one player and it'll be fine. Fortnite, is, you cannot. <laughs> Thoughts on Fortnite, everyone? Okay. okay, game killed by the fan base. It was it was toxic. I didn't like it. Oh, just the age thing? Yeah. I can't talk. Is that what peeped you off most? <laughs> uh, not even. It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't like shooting at someone and then out of nowhere they've got a mansion. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right, right to me. Right. Um, that way of making money, it's all in a, sorry, it's not in a purchase, is it? It's a microtransactions, yeah, it's kind of is. isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. I was just looking for the right words. It's microtransactions, right? Yeah, Fortnite is a game targeted at kids so that Epic Games can make. And basically um, all the kids yeah. use their parents' credit cards and buy V-Bucks and whatnot. You hear all these yeah. stories of kids doing that, getting obsessed with the game. There have yeah. been court cases about it. I feel like the court case thing is going a bit far, but there, sh- there should definitely be some more looking into the intentions behind Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. One of the questions I have for you guys is, um, how do you think they should make money? What, uh, Fortnite, Fortnite as a game? Yeah. If they can't, if they shouldn't be making money in with microtrans. I honestly like, find that battle pass fine. The battle pass thing is fine. Just passes make sense. Yes. They're, they're, yeah. They give you access to more features of the game that like are worth the money. Or, yeah. or yeah. the other way of doing it is the old fashioned pay for the game. Because that yeah. is what they're actually making. And that's what you're playing. Would. Yeah, you guys um, understand how that made a massive shift into that free market thing. Yeah. Yeah. How they pretty much cannot start paying. You can't really put games up for a price or you get a lot less people. And the only reason yeah. Fortnite is that popular is because it was free. Because they can put it up for free. Because all kids money. with PS4s can play a game, which um, gun game, which isn't an 18. And they don't have to yeah. ask their parents for it. Yeah. Yeah. Something I've definitely noticed with Fortnite is the skins thing, right? Because people have to pay for those. And they're like, oh my god, I have this skin. I'm like, you just paid for it. You didn't didn't unlock it through hard work. You paid for it. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. The thing thing is about uh, solely making money on aesthetics is it's not pay to play. You can have all the fancy things. Yeah, pay to win. Or you can not. And you'll still do just as well because it's skill based, yeah. not oh, I bought this better weapon, so I win. Yeah, I I get I get what you mean because I I dislike anything pay to win. That's something which I do not condone in any way. It's one of the worst features with many games. Mm. Um, so oh, I sorry. respect that the fact they haven't gone pay to win, but. I still don't think that making it purely off simple aesthetics that don't really improve the game at all is a bit unfair because it makes them prize things which shouldn't be prized, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like imagine spending money on something which just makes your game look a tiny bit different. It's not an entire DLC. It's not <laughs> something new. It's just a few extra textures. Uh-huh. Although, yet again, yeah. I feel like my points are being a bit... <laughs> Oh, the very, very harsh. <laughs> you must hate Apex Legends then. Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite, sorry. Have you played Apex? I've not. Oh, Apex is amazing. I actually really <laughs> like it. It's just yeah, I love it too. But Bruno would hate it because <laughs> oh, the skins no. in that are retextures. They're not actually. Yeah. They don't true. do any modeling extra. Which, oh no. Uh, I mean, for some of them, they do. For the really expensive ones. You know what? How expensive? I, in fact, don't tell me how expensive. I don't want. Yeah. You know, I quite like the uh, model of things like CS:GO games, like CS:GO. They, um, it is main. The main source of income is skins and that kind of thing, but they do have a 
uh, initial purchase price on the game. Well, they used to at least. I don't think they do anymore. I haven't checked. Um, but it means that while while the intro price is low, that allows more people to buy it. But it also they also don't have to rinse out the aesthetics in order to make the money that they need. Right. There is definitely um, a good example of how to do in-app purchases in Temple Run, for example, especially the first one, because it's not what forced you, in your face at all. What do you win in there? Oh, what do you get from coins. that? Coins. Simply coins. What do the coins give you? Coins can allow you to upgrade, because it's not a multiplayer game, so it's less pay to win and more pay to um, unlock more, I suppose. It's still, it's not pay to win because it doesn't disadvantage others because um, you can do it either through hard work or through paying for it. Um, yeah. Paying for it takes away the need for spending time on the game. I know, and yeah. that's why you're not urged to, so it's not forced in your face. It's like a fever. You literally need to spend money on uh, you know, the whole gems thing. Same with Clash of Clans, so you feel like you need to spend the money <laughs> to succeed. They're still doing the multiple currency things to take you away from how much you're actually spending on it. You know, we that, tried to do that with one of our older games, Aesthetic Cube, yeah. um, and uh, we eventually went against that. You know what? Yeah. It is the most tried and tested way to get people to spend money. I mean, casinos use it, yeah. so it must be good. Oh, yeah. like There's a whole South Park episode on Canada. Which was, <laughs> it's premium gaming is incredible. Yeah. Good old South Park. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, there's so much in depth about. I reckon microtransactions will be one of the most debated things in the world. Um, yeah. Well, for, if for, for game dev, <laughs> you course, know, there are bigger yeah. problems out there. Mm. I don't think it's fair to say that they like the structure of Fortnite is bad because if anything, their skins are relatively unique in comparison to a lot of other games out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they put the time into modeling. Yeah, they definitely do. Hundred yeah. percent. And they keep it fair as well. Um, I think each character has the exact same hitbox. Like, yeah, even if yeah. you get something slightly bigger, which was, the, I think, a problem with Apex Legends at one point. Uh, yeah. yeah, That's a clear issue. You cannot do that. If, yeah, you can't have hitbox adjustments. Yeah. I know um, <clears throat> completely different sort of game, but I know in a Smash Brothers on the 64, uh, there is a specific skin on Captain Falcon that is banned in tournament play because it's slightly shorter than yeah. all the other skins. So it's that sort of level of detail has to be paid attention to. Yeah, definitely. Moving on to um, a sort of overview of our own games that we've been working on here. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in this PC one. What, Farlands? Farlands. Yeah. Farlands. Farlands it sounds... RCS. It's got a fancy... Oh, okay. Um, yeah. We've got an amazing modeling team. Oh, the 3D models I've seen in this chat are just amazing. Uh, we're really progressing on the asset side of it. We have a clear vision, which should make everything really easy. That art station thing you posted, is that guy with you? Adrian, yeah, he's uh, Adrian Gebber. Fantastic. It, I'm looking at... This work is amazing. Yeah, he's one of the many fantastic members on our team. The exact type of thing that I was trying to do for my own stuff. It's crazy. We've got got an insane talented team. I cannot stress that enough. How long do you think it will take you guys to finish? 
if we start in uh, mid-November, hmm. um, we can have it finished for the summer of 2020. When's summer for you in next year? Is it are you July, July, July. July. Yeah. July. July. July, yeah. July, August 2020 is what we're aiming for. We've got, I think, three, four developers going to be working on it. Right. Um, and a game designer who is pretty good. So I've got a lot of faith in the team. All right. Oh, cool we, stuff, uh, make it back onto the uh, podcast timeline. Unity versus Unreal. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, all right. Oh, First off... Uh, What's everybody's preferred engine? I think I know this. Yeah, Unity. Has to be Unity. Good dog. No, oh, I was going to oh, say oh, that. Oh, I was oh, going to joke about that and say it. Oof. Oh, I, I tried Good I couldn't. I couldn't wrap my head around it. No, but you know, the thing is, I, I actually really like it. It's the, the fact that it open it's open source just tickles that part of my brain. Yeah, yeah. That's what gets me uh, interested mainly. But, um, yeah, on on the topic of conversation though, uh, yeah, which one do you prefer? Uh, on this topic, it would be uh, Unity, just because I know it better, and C yeah. C plus plus also hurts me mentally. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> oh, it's fairly obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a Unity yeah. guy. You know what? Unreal has its pros. The lighting is. Oh God! Oh yeah, God. graphically. I don't know how they've done it, but it, they've, they've got it pretty spot on. Uh, Graphic-wise, I think Unreal has it. I think when it comes to ease of use and programming-wise, I think Unity takes it. Unity. Visual scripting. Visual scripting, right. Coming out next, next year. But oh, you can download God, it now yeah. and test it out if you would like. <laughs> I am probably I'm actually gonna do that right now, you know. I okay. yeah, have you guys signed up for the betas and stuff? Uh... I I, 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 I've been accessing the betas, so I'm assuming so. If they're going to do visual uh, scripting to try and complete, com, sorry, compete with blueprints, they're going to do a good job. They're going <laughs> to honestly, their shader graph it. is amazing. I before that it was like, what the hell is happening? I, that's a shader, really, and now it's more because it makes sense now. Shaders have such yeah. a weird language to them. It's the graphics. Oh. Graphics card language, really of course. Wrong thing. So yeah. Honestly, once, once you I, loads, it makes it more it simplifies it. it. Simplifies it. I avoided learning to code shaders because I didn't want to hate myself. Now it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, okay, the 2020 pre-release alpha, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Now that the shader graphs are up and about and available. I was messing around with that for hours when I first got hold of it. It's really fun. It's a bit so, limited. I found heaps of problems with it. Yeah, yeah that's a problem. They've, they've it's powerful when you're doing it, basic but stuff. But once time. you try and um, delve a bit deeper, it starts to uh, implode. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know about that video? It's just like some of the other juicy stuff that came from it. Um, when I had only used unreal for about six months maybe when i made that and then did the comparison that's not long long time to do it um so when you use the two game, there's so many differences between the two um game engines um i also got approached by unity to do documentation for people switching from unreal to unity through that video which i denied heavily because i didn't know enough about unreal at the time because it had been like three years and now that i look back at it and i have a mate that's 
like really good with Unreal. Mm-hmm. And he 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 laughs every time I meant or words like that video idea comes up, and every time he sees it, because he's like, "You're wrong here. You're wrong here. You're wrong here. You're wrong here." And yeah, so I was comparing it with a two-year-old version of Unreal that I could remember with Unity, which is why I hate that video so much because it's you know it's mm-hmm. just got all that. What do you call it? <laughs> it's, it's, everything about it was wrong. I'm, it's embarrassing that it did so well. Yeah. <clears throat> it's because it's such a controversial topic. It's... Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Put, put verses in anything and yeah. you've got it. What was funny was after I did that, um, Psycho started doing these comparison videos as well. Oh, I thought it was funny. I mean, it did He's do well. So to... he, has, he, ha- he had yeah. the right idea. Oh, yeah. Did oh, you yeah. see the Bracky's 10 minute challenge thing? Oh yeah, like that game was in 10 minutes. something. That was pretty Yeah, like a game in 10 minutes. I saw that going around. I was I, I was having a good laugh to myself. Oh yeah, I, I see it on your channel, yeah. It's oh, making a game in 10 minutes. It's 48 seconds long and the <laughs> thumbnail is Bracky's sucks. So... <laughs> Great, I love it. That's one of my favorite videos that I've made because it was oh, so good. Gonna... But Saiku messaged me on Discord. Mm. He says, "Hey man, would you like to do this thing?" And it's like I was like, "Yeah, man, I'll do it." You know, and um, and he put it in his video. He's like, "Our oh, challenge is up," and sent me the video. And I was like, I just started cracking up laughing because I thought, "Oh, what if I tried to do a 3D game and like make all the models and stuff?" really quickly and that was yeah that was the best model i could make was just this molded sphere (laughs) and i thought and then i forgot to open unity and i thought i opened it up and that took two minutes to open and then visual visual studio took like another one minute to open because i haven't got the light version of that and so that's about five minutes wasted opening programs Uh, and i thought man this really nails down the reality of making games that cannot possibly take 10 minutes yeah and another thing was in, in their videos they had made that game to make sure that it can be made in 10 minutes and then structure the video around what they already knew so, yeah. I, so they, you can see that they had code on one of their monitors that they were just going to copy across yeah mm. i thought it was just funny trying to do it from scratch without you know yeah, using yeah. It. it's hilarious <laughs> but yeah i think he got pissed off because he hasn't talked to me since what does Saiku actually do now? No idea. Is um, I thought he got into the vlogging space, and that's when I just stopped watching. One of yeah. the uh, one of the things that peeves me off so much about his channel. We could <laughs> sorry, I could go on a rant about other game dev is, channels. Yeah. You know, Taylor's personal opinion, so I carry the flack if anybody hates it. But yeah. he does his speed level designs. Right. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Level design entails a lot more than like the world building stuff, right? And I know it's just oh, yeah. YouTuber trick. It's easier to under- understand level design, but it always paved me off that <laughs> all those things that level level design, speed, time lapse, and stuff. But it also um, cuts out the whole part is that you know how the world reacts within itself. I mean, the scenes that he is making is just for screenshot purposes, and that's about yeah. it. Which I don't yeah. think is level design in game dev. They're not really playable levels. It's just SPS. yeah. It's like if if he did it in Blender, or or like Maya, yeah. it would basically be the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
Anyway, so we should move on to the q and I think. Okay, so we have a Q&A for you, Tara. Uh, first okay. question is, uh, what makes games unique? Oh, hard to say. <laughs> um, I wouldn't have a clue. I'll go with my music answer when I... Because when I like to find songs that just don't follow the structure of other songs. Mm. Like, um, have you ever heard of Mr. Bill? I have, yeah. Yeah, I love some of his music. It's insane glitch I have never heard something that does not keep to beat, you know? And he was one of the, yeah, yeah, pretty glitchy stuff. Like, I won't agree with the sound necessarily, but the way he does it is really cool. Some of the orchestral artists and stuff do it really well. So I think in games, it's a bit like that. If you just see something that has never been attempted, it's unique. It doesn't make it popular, and it doesn't make it a good game either. It just makes it unique. Do you know any yeah. uh, games which have done that particularly well that stand out to you as being unique, one of a kind? Um, I have you heard of Barrow Trauma? Trauma. Barrow Trauma. No. Ooh, new tab time. <laughs> yeah, it's um that's one of the ones we were playing recently. Um, I think it's incredible. Um it's it's 2D side scroller, you play in a submarine with your friends. And there's giant monsters in the ocean and you just got to float around. And it's purely because I haven't seen a game like that before. I'm sure it was inspired by something else. Subnautica. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to say that. I little I bit Subnautica, Subnautica like 2D version. Three, four weeks ago. But I, 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 I feel like it. the only comparison to Subnautica this has, if I'm just looking at it uh, in a vacuum, is like the only similarity i can kind of discern is the fact that they're both based underwater that's really yeah the only thing. yeah here's here's one of the other ones yeah the goals are completely different i would say subnautica's closest relative is the forest <laughs> they're just the exact same structure you just build upon what you previously have go collect go build um and like looking at games thematically there are many similarities but if you look at them for their gameplay you know mechanics and stuff like that the games tend to be incredibly different like the stuff you would compare yeah i mean something i've noticed for sure is that when one game with a particular style gets recognition and becomes very popular any game similar to it is often branded as a ripoff or a copy yeah mm-hmm. so for example uh platformers with 16 by 16 art um, can often be mislabeled as a Terraria ripoff, or voxel games are a Minecraft ripoff, or underwater yeah. games with exploration can be a Subnautica ripoff. Yeah, stuff like that. That kind of gets on my nerves, and it's what prompted me to um, choose this question specifically. Practically can't make a voxel game anymore because it's just rebranded as Minecraft. Exactly. So, a question for all of you: um, What is your favorite video game? Of all time, any platform, any realm, all time. Anything. Oh God, that's hard, that's difficult. I know what my personal answer is, uh, and it won't surprise ahead. any of you. Minecraft. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's mm. fair. It's a fantastic game. It brings out the creativity of the players, and it is a legendary video game. You know what? You can't um, disagree with that. You just can't mm. deny the legacy of Minecraft. Yeah, any game that leaves that much of an imprint on the game development and the gaming community mm-hmm. as we were mentioning talking about earlier um voxel games 
are just Minecraft to so many people. And if a yeah, game can yeah. give that imprint, that's mm. a fantastic that's success. It's a yeah, really yeah. impressive and it um, just shows how much of a success Minecraft's been. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, personally, I don't know about all time, but my current favorite game is uh, Risk of Rain 2. I have pumped far more hours into that game recently than I really should be playing. And I can't help myself. <laughs> it's so good. It's true. Sorry, I just need to see the cover and I'll remember. You know what? I did the same thing with Subnautica. That is, you know what? That's I right. think I think that is my favorite. It just, the story and the fear it creates is just, it kept me playing practically all I day. Think I think I have it. Four days straight. Played it. I haven't played it yet. I think I have it, but I don't think I've played it yet. So. I, even, I even finished the game and I still had things that I hadn't even seen yet. That's, it, it's one of those games that you you can play for hours and hours and hours but you still find new things at yeah. the 20th hour and you're like this exists how have I not seen this before and uh, Taylor your favourite game this is so difficult because I can name my favourite games from each genre but I cannot name like one the best one overall I think Go I'll ahead, take a curveball here and say currently, uh, I was going to say RuneScape. Um, uh, RuneScape because I've poured, is classic, though. Yeah, I've poured too many hours into that for it not to be considered a great game. <laughs> yeah. it, it may not be fun, but it's grindy and it keeps you hooked, which I guess is what games are all about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That playtime in there. Um, Modern Warfare 2 was another big, big um, yeah. shooter. That was Modern Warfare 2. Um... Is what really kickstarted gaming on YouTube. You see a yeah. lot of oh, yeah, like, sure. people like, talking yeah. about how that was their first video. The Sidemen, for example, they've mentioned multiple times that they started off making their two videos called GG videos. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's just um, like the sound design for that game. <laughs> Genius. Question number three What inspires your ideas and where do you get them? This one's specifically targeted at you. Oh, right. Um, I don't have that great of an idea, but you generally, so you have, um, when modders, I think modding is, is one of the coolest things that sparks off any new genre and stuff like that. Cause I mean, if you think of all the Warcraft, you know, Warcraft three mods that came out, they basically created many genres today, including MOBAs, you know, which obviously huge, um, at some point. Um, but also wasn't uh, like uh, when I started creating, um, video games, it was a Minecraft mod that inspired quite a few of them. Like the Skyward thing was based on, you know, Spleef, which I guess isn't really a mod. It was just a game created in there, but often mini games give you an idea of a bigger version of those mini games. So I'd go, I'd go with that. Like other people's mods are actually (laughs) more inspiring than the games themselves. Yeah, you, yeah, I mean, you can't deny the imprint and the effect that the Minecraft modding community had on Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Um, without oh, modding, the game would be very, very different. You know what? I can't play Minecraft without mods. They just yeah. make, they make yeah. the experience Minecraft. Exactly. What do, you, do, you guys, do, you, do you guys happen to play Sky Factory? I've played it a couple of times. 
Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, I Sky Factory Four came out a couple yeah. months ago, and I it was uh, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I need to play it more. To be honest, I just need to get back onto that. Mm. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I absolutely agree. Mods are just so much better for inspiration than yeah. any. Because if you're gonna try and cop, you don't try and copy a game. But if you see a mechanic that somebody has just mistakenly made in a mod or intentionally, mm. you're just like, wow, you could totally use that. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then no one's gonna call you out on out. copying Minecraft, you know? He copied like, wow. a mod instead. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. Uh, favorite parts of game development? So, oh, music. Ooh, music. What about it? Music. Oh, just it's the, the feeling, man. <laughs> Sometimes if you don't have a game idea, that's another form of inspiration. You just listen to like some track or something and it just gets you into it. Not to mention I got music running in the background every time I'm programming because then you know the feeling of what you're making um, eventually. Uh, what DAW do you use? Uh, FL Studio because I'm a pleb. While I might listen to jazz or something while I'm programming, it doesn't. Yeah. I'm I'm not. Get, music is one of the last things I put into a game if I'm making a game. Yeah, it's I think that's a process for a lot of people. For me, my favorite part would have to be, uh, without a doubt, actually, it's just sitting there and constantly just. I just like pumping out code it's just super satisfying for me yeah same here like some people find that painfully boring uh sometimes and i can understand it but uh i just i just like solving problems so sitting there and building things from the ground up for me just feels amazing I think. Yeah. I know what you mean. Bug fixing. Bug fixing gets you every time. <laughs> oh, when you when you finally fix that one bug that's been yeah. staring you dead in the face for years. Yes. Well, maybe not years. That's, yeah, maybe, yeah. that's an exaggeration. exaggeration. But but like days. I've had it where I've spent weeks trying to fix a single bug and then I give up on it, go to implement something and then fix the bug accidentally. And I feel relieved, but also mildly frustrated. Yeah, so, it's a great feeling. Honestly. It's a, yeah. a double-edged sword, I think. There's little yeah. better than playing a game after working on it for hours and finally seeing uh, your hard work paying off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or ultimately sitting there for 12 hours straight, making something and realized, oh, I can't can't use this code because oh. uh, it's so confusing what happened where did this thing go i wrote like a 600 line thing which is not that much but it's quite a lot for me to keep track of and because yeah. of my naming conventions i forgot what everything did and, you know come back the next day you're like oh christ wait that was um let's uh, start again comment your code yeah no comment your code yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the uh, i, I don't I don't comment, but I try to make uh, everything how I name it or anything. I try to make it as obvious, like as painfully obvious as yeah. I possibly can what it does, so I don't <laughs> forget. You can get away with not uh, commenting code if you um, if your variables are named well and your functions are named well. You can see the uh, where your program is going and what it's doing without yeah. the comments. I'll, I'll, I'll call 
a variable variable one variable two sometimes yeah that, that's oh, no. I mean, the opposite of what i was it was just about. like when you're writing and you're seeing if it works and then you just go a bit too far and then you forget but yeah, yeah. that's my horrible practices i For also did really um, quicks like test building test building code it's mm-hmm. it's all right to do crappy variable names but when you're actually yep. trying to remember something large and it's part of a bigger project then it's it's nicer to have properly named variables and functions so we have a question coming in do any of you use pseudocode often no nope. oh right like a like a kind of pre-planning code kind like of like a thing. pre-planning code like uh i could say for example like a flow chart it's yeah i'd say pseudocode isn't really um it's it doesn't fall under flowcharts. Flowcharts are their own. Yeah, flowcharts is like a precursor more. That yeah. is also. Um, do any of you They're use that as well? See, flowcharts and I've had a specific disposition against since I did A levels, because it was kind mm. of forced down our throats and it was just annoying because the syntax was so different to actual code. Yeah, I, I honestly. What I do for my quote-unquote pseudocode is I basically do lazy coding, where I just I just write if this happens, and then I just do a rough scribble of what the code might look like. Probably won't, but it could look like it. I think that is uh, the point of pseudocode, actually. Yeah. So I I pseudocode, but only for things I need to do it with. Like uh, when I made a weapons system in one of my personal projects, I pseudocoded the ever living out of that yeah uh the next question and final question is why you got into game dev let's start with terra okay um league of legends no literally just because you play it all all the time yeah yeah you know, if, you, if you if you like eating you get good at cooking right right, right. <laughs> that's a good philosophy <laughs> yeah um i'm actually pretty much the exact same i played all sorts of games when i was younger uh i then got into modding stuff uh specifically i tried to mod world at i was awful at it uh so i just stick to playing custom maps instead of making them Mm. um and after a while i just uh just picked up unity and yeah it was it was fun it was very fun Thank you for joining Echo Studios. I wish you guys all the best with your channel. And we'd like to thank you, the viewer, for keeping in touch. Being in touch. Being in touch.